You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. A lot to get into here over the course of the show, including a great guest right now, Ian McDonald, CRG Futures, one of our favorite guests. He's joining us on the Roman guest line to talk some futures plays. And, and Ian, one that I, I wanted to start with here in Major League Baseball, because they have my attention, uh, the Cleveland Guardians, they fly under the radar. I think it's kind of you know their payroll, and they really have star power outside of Jose, um, uh, you know, their great third baseman, Jose Ramirez. But, boy, they've had a nice run here. And I think that AL Central is still vulnerable. We talk about the White Sox a lot, but maybe it's the Guardians or uh, Wild Cards. But what, what do you think about the Guardians after they went two out of three against the Dodgers this past weekend? Pitching is pretty good, but their hitting is atrocious. And there's a lot of weak contact, but I was looking at their schedule. They have the uh, ninth easiest schedule, and they have 26 games left against the Royals and the Tigers. I, I like that Guardians team. I think they've got a chance to win that division or make the playoffs. I'm, so obviously, he um, Ian thinks so as well. Yeah, they're not going to impress anyone when you look at their team, like the names, their stats. It's like, all right. And yet, the manager's really good. They seem to always overachieve. They have a lot yeah. of arms, and they have a guy – Joe, we've talked about since April. That is a legitimate MVP candidate, Jose Ramirez. They're they're better than you think they are. Well, I'm also curious about what the what the angle is. Which bet are we backing right. with the Guardians exactly? Because on the flip side, it's it's the uh, the ultimate underachieving team this year in the White Sox, and mm-hmm. so I mean that that's the other part of it. And we're we're going to hit on the other central as well, and what the best angle is there because we've been talking about it for a long time. They we just can't believe how long the uh, the Brewers have been the favorite, and it's it's finally um, starting starting to change at some spots. But for the most part, it's let's see, like right now, you're gonna see, yeah, the Brewers are still a now they're a significant favorite. They they just won the last four, so I understand I understand why. But should they be minus two twenty? I don't know about that. That I seems a bit rich. So. Yeah. I'm seeing minus 145 for the NL Central, or are you looking at something else? No, I'm looking at NL Central. I'm saying the highest number is minus 220. Like, I think that's a little crazy. How about this one for you? Super crazy. Could to go back to the Guardians and, like, what's the bet, right? Are we betting them to make the playoffs, win the division? They're 35 to 1 to win the American League. They're behind the Angels. That is is insane. The the Angels are under 500. Yeah, what is that? Because they're the second favorite in their division. They're not catching anybody in their division. So, I mean, is the gap between the Red Sox and Guardians should it be sixteen to one to thirty-five to one to win the AL? I don't think so. Yeah, 30, 35 to one is a big number on a team that is a real chance to make the playoffs. Any part of you f- would feel that 
Guardians, we you missed it because la- late last week they were six to one for the division, three to one right now for the division. And if we're talking playoffs, obviously that number dropped as well. Right. Yeah, we probably did. Yeah, two weeks ago because they were on a run, right? They haven't they won fifteen out of nineteen? Yeah. yeah. Well, back to Ian, uh, who's with us here. So, Ian, just continue your thought on the Guardians, what you like, and, and what's the uh, future play on them. Yeah, like I was saying, their, their stats aren't good. Uh, their pitchers have given up quite a bit of hard contact, and their lineup uh, has not had much hard contact. So if you look at some of their advanced numbers, you'd think they were due for a regression. But it just seems like you said every year they're in the mix with Terry Francona, and they've got some pitching, and they got a couple guys. You know, Fran Reyes has uh, missed some time with injury, but Jose Ramirez has played an MVP level. Take a look at him in the American League in case Judge gets hurt. They have 26 games remaining against the Tigers and the Royals uh, this year, and that is big because the Guardians specifically the last couple of years have owned the Tigers and the Royals. 37-13 and 13 their last 50 games against Detroit, 35-15 and 15 their last 50 against Kansas City. So if they can play even with the White Sox and play even with the Twins, uh, they've made hay the last couple of years against the, uh, the Tigers and the Royals. Uh, you can get them right now at DraftKings at plus 170 to make the playoffs. Uh, I'll take a chance on him. I'll take a chance at that price. All right, Ian, I, I also know that uh, you have a, a thought on the Brewers, maybe fading them because they are heavy favorites still to win the division and certainly to make the playoffs and, and a bit of a long shot, right? Yeah, if you look at the National League, guys, there's there's the haves and the have-nots. Uh, you know, you can already tell who they are. Uh, there are eight teams vying for six playoff spots in the National League. Uh, St. Louis right now is on the outside looking in. Two days ago, they were leading the Central, and they were one of the top three seats. So that tells you how tight everything is. St. Louis has the easiest schedule remaining in baseball, uh, number 30 in terms of strength of schedule, 14 games left against the Cubs, 13 against the Reds. The Brewers have the 10th easiest schedule in baseball, uh, including a lot of games against Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, who they've owned the last couple of years. But with everything so tightly packed, and the Brewers lineup, not nearly as potent as the Cardinals. I know that their pitching, when healthy, is better. But with uh, Woodruff out and Burns uh, has had a couple clunkers in there. And some of the guys, uh, Freddie Peralta's out uh, for a while. Some of the guys in the back end of the rotation are unproven. Uh, I'm going to take a chance on that price at plus, plus uh, $4 uh, at DraftKings to miss the playoffs. They're two games out of the, of the seventh seed. So, you know, a couple losses in a, in a series, and they're on the outside looking in. So you look at the Cardinals, they're about even money to make the playoffs. So the price uh, for where they are in the standings really doesn't match up. So I'm going to take the plus four, uh, plus four dollars with the Brewers to miss. I'm excited for this one. Tell me about the Texas Rangers bomb of the week. <laughs> uh, I was looking at the Rangers, and their numbers uh, on offense, uh, are, have been terrible. As you guys remember, they signed Marcus Simeon and they signed Corey Seager in the offseason, a huge deal, uh, and they have not come through. They have not hit. I think Marcus Simeon's uh, OPS is like 665 or something like that. It's terrible. So I don't think it can get any worse for their offense. Okay. Now, you look at the pitching staff. They had the top-ranked pitching staff in the minors uh, going into this year, or the last offseason, some rankings I was looking at. They some good young arms in the minors. Uh, they've got to hit a little bit, I think, in the second half. They don't play the Astros, but maybe you know seven or eight more times. And they have uh, 
16 games, I think, left against the atrocious Oakland A's. So there's a chance they're being three back of a playoff spot in the loss column, 17-1 to one to make the playoffs. Uh, I know that's a long shot, and I know the expectations were low, but you get, it's 17-1, to one, I'll throw 10 bucks on there. You know, I, I've spent you know, $10 in worse ways. So give me, right? give me the Rangers to uh, potentially uh, make a run for a playoff spot in the second half of the, uh, in the, second half of the season. Yeah, I like that one. And mentioning the, the vision and, and how it's kind of lopsided and they get all those games against the A's. We're talking to Ian McDonald here, CRG Futures, uh, one of our favorite guests, talking futures betting here. And Ian, this is around the time we start looking ahead to NFL futures. Uh, what's your thought on Derek Carr for the season? He's such an interesting quarterback. He's had a nice career. Um, I always say, depending on who you're talking to, some people probably overrate him. Some people probably underrate him. He's a good quarterback. Now he has Devontae Adams with him, um, some extra weapons on the offensive side. What's your thought on a future bet on Derek Carr this season? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, doesn't he seem like one of the most polarizing quarterbacks in the league? You have some people that uh, I think within the front office he was polarizing. Um but uh, I've got him for, uh, to lead the league in uh, yardage, and I found him at 12-1. Uh, to 1. He is at, at BetMGM and FanDuel. And you bring in Devontae Adams, his former college teammate. You get Darren Waller back, healthy at tight end, one of the best, uh, most athletic tight ends, was very productive two years ago with Carr. And you bring in Hunter Renfro, who's a 100-catch guy out of the slot. Uh, and now you've got the makings of a pretty potent passing game. And you're going to bring in Josh McDaniels, uh, who's not running the you know, 1990s West Coast system that John Gruden was. And let's see what uh, let's see what Josh McDaniels can do with him. I got a feeling that McDaniels waited for a job like this. Remember when he was in Denver 15 years ago, and then uh, you know he passed on a couple jobs, famously uh, the Indianapolis Colts job. So I think he saw something here that he uh, that he must like with Carr and uh, and their weapons. So Derek Carr to. to uh, Lead the league in yardage at twelve to one. I'm going to make a play on that, and also his yardage prop. I saw this. I was looking up earlier. These are starting to be posted. Forty two hundred and fifty yards uh, on Fanduel in seventeen games. That seemed a little low to me. So for a guy that is going to lead the league in uh, passing yards, you got a correlated uh, bet there for the yardage uh, to go over his prop. I kind of like that one too, and it was at minus one ten. It's funny. I was having this conversation to someone last week that I trust in the fantasy industry. And uh, he told me, Derek Carr, yardage leader, shop around for the best price. That's that's a pretty good play. And and you're right, twelve to one. I, I think I also saw an eight nine to one range as well. So I like that. What about CD Lamb? I like CD Lamb uh, this upcoming year. And and here's how I'm playing it. All right, I'm going to take uh, one unit and I'm going to put three quarters of it on uh, him to have the most receiving yards in the NFL this year. Uh, you can get him at points bet twenty to one, and I'm going to take a quarter unit and put it on offensive player of the year at fifty to one at Bet Rivers, and I'll tell you why. Amari Cooper is now in Cleveland. You've got Michael Gallup still rehabbing an ACL, so he's going to miss part of the season. 
and tight end Dalton Schultz uh, has been talking about holding out this upcoming year. He's looking for a new deal, hasn't got one. Uh, maybe there's a chance that he misses some time in camp uh, you know, early on. There are over 200 between those three guys. There are over 200 targets available. Uh, and C.D. Lamb is out there. Uh, he's a heck of a playmaker. And I think that there's a chance that they can use him in other ways, too, instead of just in the passing game, some jet sweeps, you know, maybe getting the ball in creative ways. I know that being creative met Mike McCarthy's strength. I get that. However, uh, they also lost Cedric Wilson, by the way, who was their number four wide receiver last year. I believe he went to Miami in a free agent deal. So there's a ton of targets out there, and I know they're not going to all go to C.D. Lamb, but as explosive a player as he is, uh, I like him to uh, to be – and he's, he plays, too. He's, he's not injury-prone. He's, he's uh, been on the field, uh, not only in college, uh, but with the Cowboys. So I like him. Uh, you know, to start fast here with Dak Prescott and potentially lead the league in not only receiving yards, but uh, be able to make a play like Debo Samuel did last year, like Cooper Cup did last year, uh, and put up those kind of numbers. Um, you know, maybe be in the mix for offensive player of the year, 50 to one. I'll, I'll definitely take a chance on that. Uh, we have a few minutes left and we're just a couple months away from the start of the college football season. Tell us about some of your favorite win totals. I played about eight of them so far, and I, I included four of them here that I really like. Uh, one of them is LSU over six and a half minus one ten at FanDuel. I've seen this at seven at a couple other places. Uh, and it's also been six and a half juiced uh, at a couple other apps, too. A ton of talent still in Baton Rouge. And you're getting a guy now in Brian Kelly with a track record. Did a hell of a job at Notre Dame. His first few years were rough. Uh, but after that, won a ton of games. I think he won 10 games four of his last five years, something like that. Uh, so you're getting a guy down there who is not just a recruiter like Ed Orgeron was. Uh, they did well in the transfer portal, too. The uh, SEC West is going to be a little bit weaker, too, at the bottom. Uh, with transfers and graduation. I like LSU to go over six and a half this year. Let's see if they beat Florida State to start the year. That'll tell us a lot. Notre Dame under nine, minus 125 at Bet Rivers and at Caesars. I'll just tell you that this, I don't think this team's got a shot to get 10 and two. If they go nine and three, which I think will still be a hell of a year, uh, that's a push. I'm getting my money back. You know, this team to me feels like eight and four uh, with the first year head coach uh, and a lot of turnover on the roster. I'll take under nine. Appalachian State's a little under the radar, but I'll also take under nine there at Caesars, minus 125. Their schedule includes at Texas A&M, Troy, James Madison, Georgia State, at Coastal Carolina, and at Marshall, which if you don't follow the Sun Belt, that might not mean too much to you, but that uh, division, the Sun Belt East, is one of the most competitive in the group of five. I don't think Appalachian State's going to get to 10. They had too many losses for last year's team. I'll take the under. And finally, I've got under five wins for Nevada. They lost the most production in Division One football last year. Okay? And you guys may remember before the bowl game last year against Western Michigan, they had a number of guys transfer out before that bowl game was even played. Uh, they lost a number of starters in Western Michigan, ended up beating them like 52-24. to 24. Uh, So I think that that's a program that's in transition right now. They brought in some uh, transfers in the portal, but uh, they lost a ton of talent off last year's team. And the Mountain West is not bad. Uh, I think they're going to struggle to get to 6-6. Six and six. I don't see it. So give me Nevada under five wins this year. Great stuff. Ian McDonald, CRG Futures. Talking to Futures with us on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ADL from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash now 
to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash Beck. You all coming up on the other side, we have to rank gas station foods and get an update from Paul on his trip to Hawaii. That's coming up next right here on the Beck You All Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.